0: I'm certain now. There's nothing higher than the glorious dream. It's just the maturing of the glorious dream, from Elijah to Sandal <laughs>
1: <laughs> well <Whoa. laughs>
0: What do you guys like to do tonight grow in the glory all then thank you Lord Jesus I can hear someone's spirit say grow in holiness that's the desire of the father planted in your heart There's a desire for more fire. To wear the lamb of God's attire, so you don't abandon ship with a flat tire and end up with the king attire. Who's Satan? Oh, buddy, you're (laughs) all (laughs) right. a fresh bubble bubble of the seven spirits of God in your bellies. Bubble up fresh oil from your born again believing spirit. From your obedient spirit. From your Holy Spirit. What's the point of the Holy Ghost? So that you become a Holy Ghost. Father of Spirits. Holy Ghost of many Holy Ghosts who are fathered by the Holy Ghost to become holy. Duh. So we're coming alive in the unity of a holy beehive. There you find the dead lion. Of the tribe of Judah that's never lion but is always iron in Zion and he's got wings and he's flying what do they call that griffin that's the griffin apostolic prophets lions with eagle wings lightning coming out of the lion's mouth of the Word of God fresh from the splendor of your Heavenly Father. The Bible says, God visited the earth as Santa Claus and gave gifts to men. (laughs) He's visiting the earth today He's giving gifts away. Everyone can celebrate. Hip, hip, hooray. In the brightness of the sun at noonday. With lightning sword, wet and flashing. Wet your lightning sword, it is written. Let's sharpen it. You can see the sword of the Lord in your heart if you receive the Word of God today. You can see the sword of the Lord in your brain if you renew your mind today. There will be upgrades in your DNA if you renew your mind today. Stop disagreeing with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who love you and start disagreeing with Satan and his angels who hate you and enslave you father of lies Jezebel will manipulate you and get you into agreement with some kind of false charismatic fluff that has the appearance and knowledge of good the deception is so severe out there that we need more than ever to sharpen our swords you can see on mass delusion on mass confusion on mass disappointment on mass betrayal on mass disobedience on mass perversion on mass this one always gets me alcoholism amongst christians what are you doing man root beers taste better anyhow yeah i remember when i switched to kombucha the religious demons they tried to say Don't you know there's alcohol in kombucha? Less than 1%. You'd have to drink 12 kombuchas within an hour to even have an alcohol blood content that can feel a buzz from alcohol. These demons are desperate to accuse the prophets of anything. I remember demons jumping into checkout workers at my co-op. Their eyes turning black and they don't even know what they're talking about. Demon jumps on them they contort their head and they talk to me. And say, you know, you can get drunk on kombucha. Like a growling, bitter voice. Like, I don't listen to demons anymore. Bagger. You know, do your job. Bag my groceries and don't lecture me with demon possession, please. You know, if I want to hear what Satan has to say, I'll just go to church
1: not my church no you're the only one
0: shut up devil the church of the firstborn in heaven is the only clean church Jesus ever made if your church in your city the only churches in the New Testament are churches of Ephesus churches of Thyatira churches of Philadelphia church of Corinth City, 100% of the time you don't find one example in the new covenant of a church not an entire city that's going up into heaven we have turned Christianity into complete and total paganism and we get together and we try to get doctrine in agreement you know we speak in tongues and we still fight at each other's necks <clears throat> the judgment that's coming against the disunity the division the faction the argument the debate the legalism the false prophetic, the false apostolic, the false pastoral, the false fivefold, all the wickedness of the religious devils fighting the works of the spirit of grace, the works of the spirit of holiness, and the works of the spirit of righteousness, and the seven watchers, and the seven archangels of the mid heavens. Then when judgment comes down, through all your abominations of pagan Christianity of doing your own iniquity thing and calling it God then you're gonna have unity then you're gonna have union of the brethren in the army of God then you're gonna have Psalms 133 Aaron's beard was it the apostolic Jesus is the head the apostolic is the beard the mouth of the thought life of Jesus on the throne in the third heaven if we're speaking anything else we're not even christians Jesus who's the head of christianity the body of Christ said I only do what my father is doing I only speak what my father's speaking we don't have an opinion we have a lord I don't have a doctrine or a theology for you. I have Jesus as my head. A man under authority. And you're submitted to your head. I have yet to see the carnal mind agree with it. They fight it. They're frustrated by it. They condemn it. They attack it en masse. People come out of the charismatic church and they think they have the mind of Christ. It's usually the mind of Jezebel. And they're completely anti-Christ. Most of the time. People come in here and they're like the best intercessor, the holiest person in their church. And they're like, they come in and it's like they're just dripping with sewage. That's how it usually is. Oh, your ministry is so clean. Yeah, our ministry is so clean. Because we've never dwelt in buildings made by human hands. This is Elijah prophecy now going in to a cosmic celestial realm of a transfigured Elijah going in and upgrading the prophetic, which will upgrade every member in particular of the entire body worldwide, which will be a whole change in leadership because a lot of times the leaders in ministries and the leaders in churches are the least mature, but they're just greedy. They're just loving power instead of loving Jesus. They're just loving money instead of loving the people so the change of the guard of angels in the second heavens from principalities to the seven watchers the seven stars in our right hand as the body of Christ as the hand of the body with your coyote mittens on Casper the dog you hear about Casper? he's a sheep herder true story now Casper is a sheep dog this made the headlines in the USA this week he fought off a whole pack of coyotes single-handedly killed eight coyotes to protect his flock of sheep they had a picture of Casper this beautiful sheepdog at the vet Patches of hair missing. You look at his legs, and you can see where like a coyote bit him and stuff. And he, but he still looks good, you know? He just, he's just standing there. His master is like sitting on the ground, like she's more worn out than Casper is. There he is after the battlefield. Victorious, successful. The coyotes had him surrounded. But it was like fighting Luke Skywalker. All I all I smell is fear said Casper (laughs) and dead coyotes and we looked up what Casper means it means treasurer Casper directly translated means treasurer the coyotes are dying the vultures are being shot down in the air the hyenas are dying those that oppose the righteousness of Jesus Christ in this perverse generation are struck down and destroyed in all the heavens in all the world and in all the earth into the dead sea prepared for them. And we will have a treasury of David. We will have a treasury of Zion. We will have a treasury of the kingdom of Israel, of the messianic kingdom of Jesus Christ. And it's not going to be your church treasury. It's not going to be your board of directors treasury. It's going to be the kingdom of heaven treasury. It's going to be real gold, real economic buying power, real silver, real gemstones, taking back with Satan's kingdom and the Tower of Jezebel. And this perverse charismatic church has stolen from Elijah outside of organized religion outside of the river even in the final quest series the churches and the intercessors and the leaders of ministries in the last book by Rick Joyner were going down to the river stealing the river and going back to their buildings and calling it anointing and fresh revelation and revival Yet the whole facility was so far from the river, only one or two in their buildings would go down to take it back into their clown centers. True story. no, that's where you're at, Charismatic Church. And I know you don't like to hear it. It'll probably just get more persecution. But it'll set you free to live kingdomly. The kingdom of heaven cannot be built By your unrenewed mind, by your ideas, your opinions, by your visions, by your dreams. Your visions and dreams are from the kingdom of hell. Truth in you. The kingdom of heaven is for the dreams and visions of the Father's building. The kingdom of hell, Jezebel's dreams and visions, are for the building of Lucifer's Christianity remember the Old Testament all the fallen angels and all the works of the enemy nations around Israel every single generation tried to steal the inheritance of Israel and make it their own they put the the ark of the covenant in the temple of Dagon Nebuchadnezzar Medo-Persia they're drinking out of the golden goblets out of Solomon's temple in the Bible every single nation wanted to steal the inheritance of israel and you read about it for two thousand years called the old testament now you got two thousand years of them stealing from the kings and lords of the kingdom of heaven and that's why god ransacks destroys and obliterates the whore of babylon which is soulish false thieving christianity on account revelation 18 19 for the spirits of the prophets and the spirits of the apostles and God says that's the only reason why the ones that didn't turn it into some kind of building center, some kind of 501c3, some kind of marketplace, some kind of business, hirelings the Levitical priesthood of the new covenant is not inside the buildings of men it can't be you're either going to love the buildings of God are you going to love the buildings of men the buildings of God are supernatural outside of man outside of man's DNA outside of man's interpretation outside of man's legalism outside of man's sorcery which is religion outside of man's laws which is religion law is religion there's a law of freedom Then there's a law of death. Okay? We still have a mixture of a law of death in the remnant of the charismatic church. And I'm certain there is a remnant that is leading the charismatic church. I know there are people that are holy to the Lord of spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. They have holy, righteous flesh. That their flesh does not lust and crave after sin their flesh lusts and craves after god the father after spiritual gifts amen craving holiness think about that your flesh and your blood and your dna so on fire that all you can crave is more of god's fire more of god's purity more of God's righteousness, more of God's wisdom, more of God's heart, more of God's presence, more of God's purity and presence in His angels, it is good to seek God first and have the kingdom of angels added unto you. Seek first the kingdom and all things. You know the all things we need more than anything right now? Angels. I mean, although there's no inheritance with Jesus Christ, except you become angel and dwell with the angels. You can name it and blame it and frame it and complain about it because it's not going to work because the whole kingdom of heaven was created for Zion, the city of heavenly Jerusalem, that the Bible says is the city of angels only. If you go in in a human state, you literally die. Okay? Anyone who touches the mountain is utterly stoned to death. Hebrews says, Hebrews 12, it is written, utterly destroyed. destroyed because you go in with unclean hearts with unclean souls and with unclean minds and with unclean flesh no flesh can dwell in the presence of god's holiness well that's the type of flesh that's unrenewed how many of y'all know jesus is in the flesh and anyone that says that jesus is not in the flesh is of the antichrist elijah's in the flesh enoch's in the flesh moses archangel michael the bible says got his flesh back amen and there are others who are in the flesh in the spirit in the heavens who are learning how to take their flesh up by the purification of the holy spirit in their souls and allowing the judgment that most christians think comes at death but actually comes at the cross pass through their hearts and minds now judgment is what purifies you by hearing And agreeing with God's Word any area you're not in agreement with what the father believes in father's culture father's splendor father's light father's word father's opinion see to be a good son is you agree with your father in this case it's God perfect father Jesus Christ called the father perfect dad perfect father which means you want to have the same opinion about everything as God the Father. If you don't, doesn't mean you're condemned to hell. It just means there'll be areas in your life that are not gonna have his splendor, that are not gonna have his light. You're not gonna be as bright as your father. He wants you to be the exact outrain brilliance of his light, of his word, of agreeing and being in covenant with your father in heaven. So you are exactly as bright in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh as Jesus Christ, which is the complete agreement with God the Father. Jesus is the Son of God, which is a, a meaning, an understanding of total perfect agreement with God the Father. So what the fallen angels do is they say, you don't have to agree with the same opinion as God the Father you don't agree with the Apostles and prophets you can have independence from in your own opinion your own stubborn will you can have your own belief systems it's it's not God's way or the highway what about my individuality your individuality under the Sun is literally darkness finding who you are is going into the light and being made perfect at a level of purification and presence that's currently unknown in the charismatic church a level of sanctification that Bobby Connor is not even aware of truth anyhow a level of sanctification that David Hogan knows nothing about truth anyhow a level of sanctification that Bill Johnson couldn't even fathom right now we love Bill Johnson we love Heidi Baker we love David Hogan we love Bobby Connor. they can't comprehend Jared's holiness Enoch's holiness and it's not even their job to do it it's our job to do it but a lot of people think the cap is the leaders of the charismatic church guys it's not even close I tell you the truth not out of boasting or pride but as a seer who has seen it the cap is Enoch which means there's no cap (laughs) the cap is no cap at all The cap is no death at all. cap is so much light in your cells that you can be 400 years old and look like you're 22. Like Enoch. That you can be 600 years old like Adam and still look like you're 35, and that's how he looked. When he was 600, he looked like he was 35 years old. People don't have a grid for that because they're so entrenched with the belief systems of Satan and his angels and death and unbelief. That the first family is incomprehensible in our current state the spirits of the fallen angels after Shem and Noah whom Abraham lived with and served Shem and Noah and was a student of Shem and Noah's righteousness according to Jasher for 39 years 39 years if you want to know how Abram he wasn't called Abraham yet he was Abram the boy abram the student the reason why abram became abraham because he was a student of noah's righteousness the bible says for 39 years serving noah listening and learning to noah and serving shem and listening and learning from shem noah's holy son because his other sons were reprobates that's the father of egypt ham and the father of the Canaanites, the other one, who got into idolatry, sorcery, and became the the most immoral, evil groups of people to this day, corrupting human DNA. Truth anyhow, because they rejected the righteousness of their father Noah. Shem lived with Noah, honored Noah, and practiced Noah's righteousness, and passed it directly into Abram. Abram, it wasn't enough 39 years of the teaching you know listen how refreshing for noah couldn't have a disciple he had one disciple pre diluvian noah's flood okay this is noah's flood the bible calls it the floods of noah this man was so righteous we can't even comprehend it not having one disciple pre-flood that's what the bible says post-flood one disciple his name abram and that's all god gave him for perfect obedience of righteousness a level of righteousness that's incomprehensible to this charismatic american church we can't you you cannot even comprehend it i don't care if you're operating in all 25 gifts of the spirit you think you have and you're a seer prophet like bob jones you can't even comprehend the righteousness of noah you know guys he's like 650 years old 675 years old and he's teaching a young boy a young man Abram all the mysteries and secrets before the flood of Enoch that's where righteousness was passed down through that's how we have the book of Enoch by the way it came from Noah Shem and it was given directly to Abram Isaac and Jacob And Jacob and the Israelites passed it down, and it was in the Mesopotamia region. There were righteous men, righteous men, righteous women during these times that preserved the holiness and the integrity of the first family up until this current time. And we're we're members of that family right now. It's true. And so back then, they preserved the holy words. They preserved the words of Enoch. They preserved the words of Adam. They preserve the words of Seth. There's holiness and righteousness in Jesus Christ's generations and his bloodlines. That's not Old Testament, that's New Testament. Gospel of Luke, it is written. Your Gospel of Luke goes to Adam. Your New Covenant, everlasting Gospel must go to Adam because if it doesn't, you, that means the very first families who lived and knew the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Righteousness, not just Adam, Enoch went back into it and taught you through his word how to go back in the Garden of Righteousness. That's what the whole book of Enoch is, is how to get back into the Garden. And it's totally different than what you're taught in Christianity. It's completely different. It's all about stars. It's all about practicing lights it's all about the law of the luminary and the original law of the garden of eden it's completely different than all the fluff and garbage you've heard in the charismatic church you can't get this stuff on god tv it's it's so watered down that what we have is basically paul's epistles in a watered down form that paul would rebuke the crap out of you for even believing what you believe about his writings that's currently where the charismatic church is in america and so we're We're very, 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 very unready for the mature things. We should be ready, but we have a lot of demonic influence in Christianity. Like the days of Noah, there was corruption of seed line, there was corruption of animals, corruption of fruit, false fruit, false animals. They polluted everything that could be polluted and then killed it physically through Noah's righteousness. Now we need a cleansing of everything through Jesus Christ's righteousness Noah's master Enoch's master Adam's master Abram's master Moses' master who has started to appear to Moses Jesus Christ did why? because his heart turned towards him because he was seeking him and wanting the truth and wasn't going to settle for the gods of the Cushites and the gods of Egypt and their hearts began to yearn for the true God and God began to reveal himself because the desire in their heart was for the living God, and all these other gods were not alive. They were demons. And they, were, they had some stolen stuff. They had some magic to them. The magic was real. Growing up in Pharaoh's house, you saw Balaam and his red magic power. You saw Jenis and Jambres in their white and black magic art power, and it was real. They could turn sticks into snakes. You could do signs and wonders. You could turn water into blood. You could have frogs. They could bring probably lightning. They could bring probably storms and weather systems. That's common sorcerer ability in ancient times. It was even more severe during the Sumerian times of the first family. And all that was shut down when you had giants, Nephilim, and Eliud, and fallen watchers with their wives as sirens. Can you imagine? living in the days of Enoch. And Enoch is with the Holy Watchers. Enoch's with the principalities of heaven called Michael, Uriel, Gabriel, and Raphael. And these other ones are with the principality class of the fallen. It was side by side back in those days. That's why the giants couldn't do anything to Enoch. Enoch's with the more powerful angels, but you could see the angels, you could serve any angel you wanted to. You're going to have those choices in the days to come. We're going to burn up people's souls and their DNA so severely that their spirit will be able to choose their angel gods. Right now, it's mostly Hocus Pocus and Wicca, Smica, New Age, Flu Age, or Christianity and Angels of Light, and you got all the mixture of all the BS and Christianity. It's all false, too. But that's going to clear up. Judgment's going to clear that up, and the harvest will come in when you can clearly see what you're choosing without delusion. Without the pollution of heart and mind where your spirit man can see, Oh, this is a living holy angel. I think I might want to go with Uriel, Raphael, Raphael Gabriel, and Fanuel. Over here it's like Molech, and it's Pan, and it's like breasted goat demons with wings. And it's like Red Dragon and Fallen Seraphim, Fallen Ophanim, and Fallen Cherubim with black lightning powers of black sun, black moon, black earth of all the sorceries of Balaam and Jannes and Jambres of the ability of the Satans and the ability of sin. Sin has ability. The pleasures of sin are for a season. Sin is not just the lust and the, the sin of the dogs. There's the sins of the sorcerers. tempt you that have rewards to them called millions and billions of dollars truth anyhow that's why you have a Bilderberg group that's why you have an Illuminati that's why you have a fortune 500 run by satanic Kabbalah and manipulation of Jewish mafia and synagogue of Satan and Freemasonry and all the deep state stuff that you deal with and the irs is a part of that system and all of the wickedness of satan's politics satan's military systems and satan's religions and and satan's teachings and they teach out of those realms of black light which has an appearance of good but it pollutes the soul but you get rewards for obeying the devils you think these people just go out there and just fight and murder the prophets and fight and murder the apostles for no reason? They do it because they're rewarded from their demons for attacking us. There's a temptation there from evil spirits 100% of the time to attack me and Redbetter Better Ministries. That's why they do it. That's why y'all get tempted. That's why you get 100 messages because if you betray this guy, I will give you demonic ability. I will give you demonic rewards. Some of you could be Janes. Some of you could be Jambres. Some of you could be Balaam. Some of you could be Bilderberg. Some of you could be millionaires. Just forsake Christ in the prophets and forsake Christ in the true sent apostles. That's all you got to do is betray Him like Judas. That's all you got to do. And they do it on mass every season, don't they? They do. Yes, they do. They do it because the temptation is real. The rewards are real. The pleasures of sin are for a season. And then they produce death. They all die. Well, they get a reward for it before they die. And so it's like Esau's bowl of soup. You get the pleasures in the flesh. You get the instant gratification of Jezebel's Christianity, the microwave Christianity, the instant gratification of false Jezebel prophetics, fortune cookie prophetics, false love prophetics everywhere. Most of what you've seen so far is false prophetics fortune cookie cookie prophetics the true prophetics guys they don't really allow this stuff on elijah list if you haven't noticed i love elijah list but some of it is false prophetics some of it's true prophetics it's not all true prophetic out there in elijah list the glory stream is not all true prophetic doesn't mean it's false prophetic it means it's immature mostly you got a lot of real prophets that love Jesus, that have seer gifts, that have the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is irrevocable. The gift of prophecy does not require sanctification. Truth, anyhow. The gifts don't require purity. Seers require purity. 14 plus 3 years in Arabia for Saul to become seer Paul seer paul paul was a seer A head of the body is always a seer an apostle is always a seer a prophet is an irrevocable gift in the mind to speak god's voice but the heart does not have to be as perfect as the heart of jesus not even close you definitely want the prophetic to be going after sanctification but the cost is a thousand times less in the prophetic than it is in the true apostolic which is the seer truth anyhow Samuel was what? A seer, a judge, a priest, a king. Not a king? Yeah, he was a king. Inside the office of judge is all offices. That's why they didn't want to go and water it down into what the pagan kingdoms, because they already had something better. Samuel's the last judge of the 18 judges of the book of Judges, because they already had the best. But they're so stupid that they wanted what the realm of the dead, with the pagan kingdoms, the kingdoms of Ham, The kingdoms of Canaan. What they had. They wanted what... The human kings. They wanted something to look good. We want to be cool like the Egyptians. Walk like the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. They did. They want to be cool like the Canaanites. Peer pressure, like in high school. Next thing you know, you're doing keg stands on satanic sewage water. And then you're blacking out and for 20 years after you're born again trying to clean your conscience from the things that you haven't been healed from in college here's what you do clean it out in embryo instead of the smitings of the embryo you have the healings in the baptisms the baptisms Hebrews 6 baptisms in the embryo it's true Rebecca and I both had the baptisms in embryo before it was cool before it was taught, before it was understood in Christianity. True story. You'll find that common amongst prophets. Bobby Conner had the same thing. You'll find prophets always have embryonic encounters with heaven, with angels, with archangels, 100% of the time. Samson, when there's a shift from God the Father upon the world, it's always in seed form. We want to do it in mature form, like you get to make decisions and choose in adulthood. Never how it works with God the Father. You get circumcised as adults because everything as adults that you have and you know is wrong. And it has to come off you. It's all wrong. It's all the world. It's all Egypt. It's all Sodom. It's all Canaan. It's all sin. It's all humanism. It's all fallen angel seed. It has to come out. It has to be uprooted. The axe is already at the root of the tree to be cut down and thrown into what? The fire of His presence as burnt offerings. Our hearts and minds and our flesh and our DNA is always a burnt offering to the Holy Ghost. Holy and acceptable, living sacrifices. And if we say no to burning some stuff, you always get handed over to Satan for the destruction of your flesh. And if you don't get destroyed in those areas and don't give up those areas even after tasting your sins and demons you go down into the abyss because you have rejected Jesus as your God and have chosen idols idols are selfish desires of your soul dark pockets of sin called greed and idolatry greed and idolatry is where you forsake Jesus, the living God, who has no idolatry and who has no greed. You deal with greed and idolatry in your souls and your flesh, you go on autopilot. Because now there's no lust or pride. You have, there's no idols. Now you're just fully controlled by the river of life as high as He wants to go. Now that there's higher teaching, you'll go higher in the fire. Will it be the fire of the Holy Ghost? Yes. It'll be the fire of the seven spirits of God. And the fire of the luminaries because now you get your souls and flesh back now you get your souls and flesh saved soul and flesh salvation and understanding how to overcome and conquer death has never been taught in any previous generation besides Enoch truth anyhow the Apostles in the first century didn't even get this revelation they had foundational revelation they had transitional revelation but this generation gets the revelation and the teaching and understands how the fire heals the soul and the flesh don't have to call it dna dna is soul flesh dna is soul and flesh that's what the ancients called it they didn't know what dna was they knew what soul and flesh was because that's what the angels told them all their teaching came from the archangels if you read the bible All their teachings came from the holy watchers, Michael and Gabriel and mostly Uriel, the angel, the archangel of holiness, the angel of God the Father's purity, was the ones teaching the ancient ways, the ancient paths, and how Abram became Abraham, and birthed Isaac, and birthed Jacob, who turned to Israel, who repented and turned to Israel. Jacob's Ladder is this Ladder of Celestial Glory, Law of Sun, and Law of Moon, and Law of Constellations, which is the Laws of Issachar, of understanding the times and seasons legally. Not with legalism, but understanding how the times and seasons are based on the Law of the Luminaries, the Law of the Constellations. How are you going to redeem the times, a new covenant commandment, unless you're in the times and seasons of the constellations set in the luminaries by God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ? What you're going to do is just quote a scripture for 40 years but never understand how it works. That's what the Charismatic Church and the Glory Stream has been doing. And I'm not rebuking anyone. I'm just telling you, if you don't get into Enoch, you can only quote Paul's recitation of Enoch from Paul's epistles. And that's what the charismatic leaders have done in their ignorance. Paul is quoting Enoch constantly. Paul kept a scroll of Enoch, a scroll of the Twelve Patriarchs, a scroll of the, of the Apocrypha, and all kinds of Jasher Jubilees stuff that most Christians reject as extra-biblical. Paul kept it under his robes. Paul was an apostle with 10 million people converted to his gospel. He called it my gospel. You understand what that means? Paul set himself up to be a king, and he is a king to this day. Paul said, if you didn't obey him, you are going to hell. Only kings have that kind of power. That's written in his epistles. And most of his churches gave. There were seasons of droughts where the demon-possessed poverty spirits would come in and they'd block up finances and then he'd he'd actually promote the churches and write down you philippians during this last wave of warfare were the only ones that donated exact words of the apostle in the book of philippians everyone else stopped giving and started giving to the jews and different teachings, rejecting their own apostolic father who birthed them by his own word out of his own spirit, out of his own God-sperm genetics, rejecting the rewards to the apostle who saved them, getting into the false apostles who fantasize in philosophy. They got into worldly Christianity, worldly wisdom. Most of them went apostate before Paul even died. You know that? Over 90% of Paul's converts went apostate before Nero decapitated him in a Roman Colosseum. He died almost a complete failure. Selah. In fact, scholars say, by the turn of the first century, signs and wonders had stopped on planet Earth. Christianity had become paganism. That's why, if you wonder why they war against the apostolic grace in this ministry, this is the arch nemesis of the red dragon, the beast, the false prophet, Pan, Molech, and the satans of Azazel, of Lucifer. All of these fallen angels, cherubim, seraphim, them demons at every rank and size and ability. The arch nemesis is the true apostolic sent from Father God's throne, like me. That's why the same kind of animosity comes towards us that came towards Paul. Truth, anyhow. You've never seen it in America in your whole life. You've never seen it against David Hogan. You've never seen it against Bill Johnson. You've never seen it against Rick Joyner. It hasn't existed until Red Letter Ministries brought it forth predestined and foreordained Bob Jones saw it I met him in 2010 he said Minneapolis be a demon free zone by 2012 didn't happen Bob got sick and died in 2014 it was delayed because of what we had to face 10 years later we're almost there it's happening now Bob saw it completed and prophesied it. it would only take 2 years after he looked at me He asked all the full-time ministers to stand up. About 14 out of 2,000 stood up in this huge auditorium in White Bear Lake. And Bob directly looked at me the whole time, didn't look at anyone else. And we just locked eyes the whole time. And he said, okay, you can sit down. He says, Minneapolis will be a demon-free zone by 2012. That's what he said. And then all warfare broke out against us. (laughs) they destroyed all my partners wave after wave of 95% of everyone associated with my ministry has been annihilated by demons truth anyhow it's been total carnage and most of you are barely holding on watching right now and some of you are over the hump because you've overcome Jezebel and it's easier but almost none of you It's still a struggle to walk with me, it's still hard, it still challenges you. There's still disagreement, there's still disobedience, there's still pride. It's still not easy and light because of the human nature fighting the easy and light of the divine nature of Christianity, Christ in us, the glory of our soul, the glory of our flesh, and the pure, spotless flesh of the Lamb of God, the Word made flesh. And so, because The cost is literally the total destruction of all that is false in the world. And because of people being tempted by demons going astray for five-year seasons, ten-year seasons, and huge amounts of delays because of disobedience, there has been a massive delay of what God wanted to do even in Bob Jones' hundred-year timeline. We're not on track. We're redeeming the times. We'll get on track. You can go back in time. You can redeem the constellations. You can get into the actual constellations of Issachar. We're going to get there. We're walking in it. We're beginning to manifest it. We'll heal the times. We'll restore the days. We'll go into the head of days. We'll become sons of men. We'll become ancients of days. We'll become like Jesus, actually, instead of theologically. We will do this. We're on the path to do it now. There is healing, but... Everything the devil had, mostly Jezebel, through everyone around me in Red Litter Ministries 10 years. If you're wondering what happened, that's what happened. For a decade, every single thing that Satan had to shut down, what Satan knew was a true seer, what he saw for the first Goshen of a thousand Goshens afterwards of the end times. Salvation of cities, the churches of cities, and the true kingdom age coming forth in this predestined, foreordained generation. What he saw and knew to be true was also shown to the fallen angels. Truthenia, what Bob saw, and what I saw, and what other seers have saw. Bobby Connor has seen it as well. Bobby Connor has seen what I am in the spirit, and I've been notified from Jeff Jansen. Before he passed away and before he backslid, what Bobby Connor said about me when I met Bobby Connor for the first time. So there is a remnant of seers. There is a remnant of accurate, the maturity of the church age prophets that have a glimpse into kingdom age, sonship, messianic ways of, of Jesus that are unfathomable to the glory stream in our current level of maturity. But there are seers that have seen glimpses into it. Not the whole picture. Prophets see in part. But I'm telling you what. There are eyes coming where there won't be partial seeing anymore. The eyes of apostles. The eyes of the Lamb of God. The eyes of righteousness. The eyes of the holy Ophanim that will be your eyes. The eyes of your heavenly Father. Where you understand past, present, and future from God the Father's splendor with no lesser vision. The true eye salve to see. Not the kind of eye salve you've had in Christianity this far that you think you see, but you're actually fighting God the Father seeing. What did he say to the Apostolic Glory Stream Church of Asia Minor? I counsel for you to buy eye salve so you can actually see. Your seer gift is like totally diapers. That's what Jesus Christ said. You think you see, but you're blind. I counsel you to buy I the seers have to go from glory to glory to start seeing out of the head of days out of the ancient ways out of the ancient paths out of the first estate of Jared of Mahalalel, of Kenan of Enosh of Seth and of Adam the son of God whose skin was what red but then one like the holy angels was born, whose skin was like snow, and his eyes like the sun. And when he opened his eyes, the house was lit up with physical light, Noah. And Noah and what he imparted into Shem and what he imparted into Abraham has been passed down to us through the preservation called the Old Testament, the true understanding of the wisdom of the Old Testament is the preservation of that seed line to crush the serpent underfoot through Eve's son Seth and through Eve's son Shem because it's the same exact bloodline. That's why you have the termination of all the pollution of bloodlines in the ethnic cleansing of the Old Testament that's why you dash the babies of Babylon to pieces against the rocks and celebrate it in the Psalms because it was the most hostile nation to pollute the messianic pure bloodline of Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Israel truth anyhow in the new covenant Jesus has already been born perfect guys Jesus has already been born died on the cross took the sins of the world and has ascended to the right hand of God and is completely glorified now in Zion, in heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. So what does this mean now? This means now that you can have Jesus Christ in you to the measure you want to go back and cleanse yourself with wisdom through the ages. Is it about the healing of bloodlines? Yeah, the healing of the nations. The leaves of this tree are for the healing of the bloodlines, the healing of the nations. It is written, Book of Revelation. It's about the redemption of souls and flesh in understanding DNA. So that's why the enemy wants to corrupt DNA and all the DNA teaching out there, New Age garbage and meditation, and you can just listen to these frequencies. Now you just put on the frequencies on YouTube and sleep to them and you wake up and it does something to your DNA. Man, you are stupid. You got to get into the blood of Jesus. Then the frequency of the river and the frequency of angels begin to work in you and the music and the sound of that frequency begin to come out of your heart. The song of Moses, your own spiritual born again song, the song of your God sperm genetics. You begin to sing a new song. You begin to sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs from your hearts as it is written. Unto God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. You begin to go up in the cleansing and healing of your bloodlines, which is your souls and your flesh. Now the corruption is less and less. That's how it becomes easy and light in dog dna and sorcery dna christianity is never easy or light it's always kicking against the pricks and struggling and pray for me and everything's so hard and i'm tempted to smoke cigarettes and chew tobacco and oh my god the girls the boys and i just want to club all the time and it's just why is that because your dna is despicable and disgusting you have dog dna you have dog genetics You have sorcery DNA, you have sorcerer genetics, and it's disgusting filth. The Bible calls it in Jude, touching, not letting it not even stain your garments as you pull them out of the fire of immorality, which is DNA. It's the fire of unholy, unrighteous flesh. But you get into the holy, righteous flesh of Jesus Christ eat my flesh, drink my blood. Again, then what? It is easy, it is light. Because now you have holy, righteous seed line of Jesus Christ, soul and flesh. That's why He's the Savior of nations. What's nations? Flesh. Truth in you. The Savior of nations. My eyes have beheld the Savior of Nations, testimony of Anna the prophetess in the temple praying for eighty years. She was widowed in her like her teens, and the Bible says she was like in her 90s. Went and re-listened to that. That's like 80 years of interceding. My eyes have seen the salvation of Israel. My eyes have seen the salvation of the world. What was it? Pure genetics. Pure genetics, the Lamb of God. The healing of soul and flesh. Not just this Gnostic fire insurance garbage that we have in heretical Christianity today where I just, I'm, I know I'm saved. I I, yeah, I speak in tongues. I got gifts, brother. Like tongues justify you. Catherine Koeman said that just because you pray in tongues, you're not praying in the Spirit. A gift is irrevocable. You can learn to use it out of your mind and your brain can turn it on and off. I've watched the perversion of every gift of the Spirit in this perverse christian generation and there's not very many that are christians anymore anyway so it's like even the ones that are still christian it's a remnant of the former numbers of christianity and that's probably a lie from the media too but they say the decline of christianity in the gen xers the millennials the gen zers it's like an all-time low since the foundation of this nation you can't send them to college without the guarantee of them losing their faith and losing their purity. It's just, it just doesn't exist because you're in Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great is all the maximum confusion and lies of all the works of the fallen angels the last 6,000 years on earth. It's the maturity of lies, of the father of lies, who works in spirit, soul, mind, and flesh, and pollutes the spirit pollutes the soul pollutes the mind and makes them all the children of fallen angels to the children of liars true so in order to be holy there has to be a consecration by the word of god in spirit soul mind and flesh denying the consecration in soul and flesh will get you really sick during these times it'll get you really disheartened or get you really discouraged it's actually impossible, you can't make it, and because the fallen angels have taken entire books out of the Bible on purpose so that you don't have the resources or the answers to deal with the maturity of Satan's seed line, it's exceedingly more difficult because most of you are really uh, questioning a lot of the apostolic and prophetic stuff as being sound doctrine. So we come out of just paranoia and fear of everything, doubting and questioning everything, fearful about everything because Babylon the Great has polluted everything. A little leaven has leavened the whole lump. A little leaven has got in and leavened everything that you thought was holy and sacred in Jesus Christ and my Jesus and my Bible and my devotional time and my Holy Spirit worship time and it's like, is it all polluted? Yes. It's all polluted. God is raising a standard out of all the pollution to be holy, separate, from every previous expression of Christianity. And it'll be the greatest purity of all time. It'll be the greatest holiness of all time, the greatest wisdom of all time. It'll be the great wisdom of, not Solomon, of John. John's gospel, including revelation, requires something that's not wisdom. Read it now. God the Father doesn't exaggerate. He doesn't embellish. He'll do something He'll say he'll say Wisdom, and then if it's like a billion times greater, he'll say Great Wisdom. That's his nature. The Father, he'll he'll say Wisdom, and then you hit a certain rank where you're like Uriel and Michael and Gabriel all the time as a spirit being, he'll say, okay, Great Wisdom. He's not like super-duper million-fold wisdom, he just calls it Great or Regular. And you can find that pattern throughout the bible because his language is simple precise and surgical and it has to become our language in great wisdom now listen to me under the sun with regular wisdom which is my previous teachings and those who've been in agreement with me in this generation of the remnant the remnant that's been in agreement with me have learned wisdom i have taught you accurately the seven spirits of god i have taught you elijah i have taught you the river i've taught you drinking like gideon's 300 that's all wisdom 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 that's wisdom chapter 9 wisdom building seven pillars in spirit god inside minded and it will continue to grow and build forever Wisdom doesn't stop building seven pillars. The, the issue is wisdom builds high enough where it's a different kind of wisdom. It's called the restoration to the ancient paths. That is where we're at in our current maturity. Now we're going into the realms of great wisdom. Now we're not just with Elijah under the sun. We're in his transfigured state, Sandalphon like Enoch to Metatron, Elijah to Sandalphon above the sun. This is a much, much more ancient wisdom that we have matured into, and it is the raising of the standard of the salvation for the souls and the flesh to be saved against the sinners in their souls and flesh, because it's their souls and flesh, like Egypt, that hold back the transfer of power, authority, dominion, might, glory, honor, wisdom, and riches to the Lamb of God in the Bride of the Lamb. The Bride of the Lamb is what? Rachel the Moon. Truth in And what is the King, the mighty warrior? The Sun. Ancient wisdom will require you an understanding of the Bride and Bridegroom being Sun and Moon just like it was in the Old Testament before there was the Law in Joseph's dream his mom was the moon and his dad was the sun in the holy bible that's what the scriptures say you it is required that you have that revelation to go from wisdom under the sun under the luminaries to great wisdom in the sun the wisdom of the original law of the garden of eden which is the law of the luminaries the path of enoch the path of righteousness that will continue shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day which is the brightness of the stars in your dna stars have perfect dna planets and moons do not they're covered in dust the dust of the earth the dust of the moon but the purity of stars they have no dust so star corruption by fallen angels is what sorcery is righteousness practices the Holy Spirit and the throne of Jesus and the reflection of the natures of God the Father in the sun and the stars that war from their orbit in complete and total obedience to the throne of God. Their orbit goes through God. He is the chariot that they obey. The orbit of Father God as a sun and shield, two-thirds of the stars and their angels are in perfect obedience perfection those stars don't need healing those stars don't need new heavens because they're already new constantly stars don't have dust stars don't have dirt stars have the stealing of the fallen angels and the sorcerers down on earth and their freemason altars and lodges and your christian altars and lodges of wicked christianity the christianity of wickedness will have altars on earth taking lights from those perfect dna of those perfect obedient stars and their angels and then corrupts it for the selfishness of the sinners on earth those are the workers of iniquity who sin with their spirits and they sin with their can you wake him up they sin with their spirits by using the fallen angels of the wandering stars that don't obey in the second heavens and they bring down that stolen light and give it to their sorcerers on earth and that's how sorcery works guys and it's everywhere in christianity they try to avoid the cross to have stolen light that's why you have jezebelic charismatic filth polluting the whole prophetic church truth anyhow you don't think bob jones and bobby connor don't deal with it continuously why do you think they're so intense Bobby Gunner, I'll direct quote, we don't need people to shake the boat. We need people to turn it over, capsize it, and see who gets back on. We need people to be absolutely annihilated in their comfort zones out here because the whole system is corrupt to the bones. Christianity, the charismatic church, is corrupt to the bones. It's not even redeemable. Don't think it is. Your building systems, your 501c3, your itinerant ministry as you know it, your stages, your platforms, your television, your your YouTube channels, your YouTube channels, everything you're doing is going to be tested in a fire you don't even believe in, in a fire you've rejected, the fire of the law of the sun, which is the law of the first family on earth that the righteous men of old obeyed in practice. It's called the law of righteousness. It's the law of the sun in the sky. And if you have an upright spirit, you obey that law and it orbits through your spirit and its light and power and heat is transferred through your soul and through your flesh and you live 930 years. Just like the Bible says. And and in those days, they'll be young at 100. If anyone dies at 100, they'll be considered a mere youth, which is what? The minor prophets in the Bible prophesy to people that will again be restored to the ancient paths and practice the righteousness of the law of the luminaries and those who reject it guess what they've rejected salvation in the soul realm which is heart the blood the flesh and the heart and in the brain and the bones and the organs all of that will perish because they only have faith for fire insurance spirit teaching if you only have spirit teaching you're going to struggle more than any other people during this time because you won't have the ability to face the maturity of the enemy's seed. That's why a lot of you prophets are burnt out out here. A lot of you prophets are a lot less mature than you think you are. Your standard was so low in the, the pigsty of the charismatic church, you thought you were the elite and the elect until you get around actual maturity beyond Elijah into Sandalphon, beyond Enoch into Metatron, beyond under the sun, into above the sun. That's where all the two-thirds of the angels are. You read the Bible? We think they're in the third heaven. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible's not dealing with the angels of the third heaven. The Bible's dealing with the angels of the second heaven. The two-third that didn't fell, fall, Revelation says, were in the mid-heavens, the second heavens, in the same elevations of the one-third that fell. Truth, anyhow. Third heaven angels don't even have anything to do with this universe. Zero. That's why they're not leaving the third heaven. They ain't coming down here. They're not even a part of this universe. God's got other things going on bigger than this universe. The Bible is only dealing with this universe. Truth, anyhow, he's got other universes too. Your second heavens and your first heaven is your universe, and it's totally fallen. The two-thirds and the one-third in Revelation was only in the second heavens. The dragon's tail swept one third of the stars of the second heavens. None of the angels fell in the third heavens. Archangels that fell were in the second heavens. Lucifer that fell was in the second heavens. Truth in the, the two thirds that obeyed, that's Michael, his post in the second heavens. Gabriel, Uriel, Faniel, the seven stars are the archangels whose posts whom they stayed and remained at their posts in the second heavens. Truth anyhow. The other one-third of the archangels and the seraphim, Ophanim, and cherubim, they fell, and according to their posts and their rank, they were in the second heavens or the first heaven, and all the corruption that some of them made with the human beings that produced all kinds of strange stuff, You have all of the weirdness of the one-third in the heavens that don't even come to earth, that are out there in the second heavens, and some of the the ones that came to earth and corrupted the bloodlines on earth. So it's a whole second heavens and first heavens catastrophe. Okay? But there's also a second heavens righteousness. Righteousness two-thirds of the stars and two-thirds of those angels never disobeyed once have never disobeyed any order from god and so we just listen to this charismatic schizophrenic paranoid church down here curse the second heavens and all two-thirds of the holy angels in second heavens are like oh man we're your only hope for your soul and your flesh the only hope for soul and flesh is the obedient angels and their stars in second heavens Because those correspond to the soul and flesh of redeemed man. And you can't stand up to the Satans who have totally corrupted soul and flesh and spirit to a mature level of the second heavens and 33rd degree Scottish Rite ritual called the killing of the king of the Jews all the way up to the third heaven. I've seen the throne of Pan right outside the gates of the garden of righteousness. I've been there in angel form the second heaven, kingdom of Satan, of the one-third that fell goes right to the gate of the third heaven in the entrance of the Garden of Righteousness. And so you have it counterfeited in starlight and angel-thieving light in a false kingdom all the way to the gates of God. That whole realm to the gates of paradise has to be burned down that's what the new heavens is and only through the new heavens through people that mature in spirit that can go there as angels and be like the angels with their holy assigned angels whatever angels you have right now you can go with me and my angels you can go with the chariots of your apostles and prophets that's what leaders are for the apostolic and the prophetic leadership of the body of christ is the head of the body the beard of the body on top of the shoulders of the government of the body to take you into angelic realms and be there and be holy there says the Lord come up the mountain and be there what's the mountain? into the heavens they walked on sapphire pavement into the heavens and ate with God face to face where do you think they went? through the second heavens into the third heaven and ate with Jesus in heaven came back down through the second heaven and then right down on top of Mount Sinai truth in you. And then came down mount sinai down back down into the sand and smoked a blunt of the golden calf and died and went to hell that happened they still after seeing god rejected him you could see god and still totally reject him ask lucifer could be around god looking at him face to face for eternity and still reject the father Seeing God doesn't always help people. It usually, gets them to reject him even more. I am the resurrection of life. He raised someone from the dead who was dead four days. All it did is harden their hearts. It ran to the Pharisees to kill him and murder him, because their whole kingdom is false light. They're all the DNA is corrupted to the core, which is the soul in the flesh opposes true righteous holy flesh of the seed line of the first family. That you read about in the generations of Luke chapter one, and you can read that in your own time. Now with understanding. Now when you read the Bible, you'll have understanding and a torch of the seven spirits of God through your souls and through your flesh, so the Bible will come alive for you. And it's not a sealed letter anymore. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah is able to uh, able to open the seven seals. What does that mean? I think I started speaking in tongues. Or it's all tongues which is English tongues truth anyhow I speak in English tongues of angels that's what wisdom is wisdom is speaking angel in the language of the animal this animal is called England English truth anyhow wisdom is speaking angel in the language of animal parables, riddles dark speech okay truth anyhow We learn wisdom how to communicate spiritual mysteries into the natural dimension to save souls and to build up souls and to consecrate souls, purify souls, and engraft souls into the olive tree of life. Pray in tongues and your spirits build up, then pray with understanding, it is written. Amen. So that your understanding, which is your soul and flesh, is always equal scales, justice scales of the stature and strength and wisdom of your spirit man the hidden person of the heart transfigures the soul and flesh if the soul and flesh is not cooperating and at the same level as the spirit you're demonized a hundred percent of the time you have blockages called strongholds so you want to make sure the scales of justice of the inner man and the outer man are equal otherwise something is robbing you so when you see people that are like great mystic seers and spirit and like go into heaven and signs miracles and wonders but then their outer man is just like a leper colony what is that satan and his angels 10,000 percent of the time you can be inside clean and outside clean only if you're full of devils if you're inside clean always you'll be outside clean If you're outside clean, it's not always inside clean, but if you're inside clean, clean first the inside of the cup, then the outside will be clean too. Red letters, Jesus Christ, it is written. So the inner man first, built up, and then you make sure it gets through the soul, which is your heart and your brain and out your forehead, the ancient gate, and your outer man is equal to your inner man, which are the scales of justice. Justice scales. So what is Midi Midi Teklparshan? The scales were out of order so that Medo-Persia under the wisdom, the great wisdom of Daniel, which was with the wisdom of the luminaries, the wisdom of righteousness, the wisdom of the first family, the wisdom of Enoch. Daniel walked and you read Enoch, it's just absolutely out there, man. Because it needs to be when you're dealing with whole systems of fallen angels in the second heavens, you have to be out there. If you're out there, you'll win. But if you're down here, you'll lose, guaranteed. But he's out there. He's dealing with star stuff. It's a star gospel in Daniel. And he's wrestling this wickedness. Meaty, meaty, tekel parson. You've been weighed in the balances and been found wanting, it is written. What does that mean? That means the outside, you had all this massive wealth, Medo-Persia, Babylon sacked, Nebuchadnezzar killed, destroyed now the Medo-Persians are in control and you got the Romans and the Greeks coming afterwards and they've accumulated all the wealth of civilization, all the wisdom of civilization all the deity of civilization, all of it and their inner man was garbage but their outer man had everything so the wisdom of Daniel, one man who stood up as an intercessor of the heavens, of the stars, weighed their outside to their inside, you're found wanting. The next day he was killed and stabbed to death and the kingdom was passed on. True story happened in history. So this, let this be a lesson for you. The inner man is the qualification for the outer man. What is a fool? Outer man only. What is madness? outer man only what is a wise man inner man and outer man now you have christian fools down here called gnosticism gnosticism which is one of the most heretical diabolical doctrines of satans ever introduced into christianity is inner man only inner man only inner man only that's i've never taught that you might have heard it through your demons But I've never taught Gnosticism. I've always rebuked the hell out of it because it's the most destructive doctrine of demons in Christianity since the first century. That's why John has to say Jesus is eating in his resurrection form. He's in the flesh, 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 righteous, holy flesh. And John's all about the flesh. Righteous flesh, the Word made flesh. Because you're dealing with Gnosticism that is completely destroying Christianity in John's day. It wasn't even as close to how it is now. Now it's a trillion times worse. It's a trillion times worse now on earth than it was in John's day because it was still fresh from Jesus, just a 100 years old in John's day. Now it's so bad, the Gnosticism, that we only develop spirit. We actually reject soul and flesh. And you wonder why? The, the Jewish mafia runs the banking system and the business system and all the stock markets and all the police departments and all the governments and all the education. And you wonder why Jacob, and not Israel, Jacob in his thiefing form, Jacob as a thief runs everything down here. And I love Jacob. I don't love the sorcery. I don't love the sin. I love Israel. I am Israel. Jacob's nature is thief. Understand this now. It's an irrevocable gift of soul and flesh. God the Father gave Jacob an irrevocable gift to the Jewish race. It's called, you run everything. It's called, you run the universe. Okay? It's clearly written the word. Since you are Jewish DNA, you are going to run everything, soul realm and flesh realm, effortlessly. Because it's been burned into you from the only God. Okay. And that then we have all the Gentiles complaining about it. Adolf Hitler trying to kill him for it. All this stuff. Which is a dumb animal reaction to the irrevocable gifts of God. Jacob and Israel. But now understand, Jacob's inheritance, he's walking in it better than the Gentiles are. What does the Bible say? When you become wise, you'll get the inheritance of Jacob. You don't get jealous. You don't get envious. You don't get hateful. You know, you... A lot of the Jewish mafia has never seen a real Christian. They just see a bunch of goofballs down here putting duct tape on their mouths. Or this, like, goofy stuff in front of state capitol buildings and singing kumbaya songs and candlelight vigils. And it's so goofy that it hasn't moved the Ju- the Jews or Jacob to jealousy. It is goofy. You know, you, you need Seinfeld, not Sean Folk. Oh, that went over really well. But it is the truth anyhow. You need more Seinfeld, less Sean Folk. Truth in ya, if you want to actually do anything down here and not be a goofball and not be totally irrelevant in Gentile, pagan, Luciferian, Kabbalah-filled Christianity—that's not Christianity at all. It's just goofball realms, and that's to put it gently, because it's way worse than that. It's just full-blown rebellion against who Jesus Christ even is. It's full-blown rebellion. It's nothing like what john walked in or paul walked in it's a complete pagan form a watered down gentile form of an old testament version of new covenant christianity and that's exactly what it is you might need to listen to that a few times because you're so bewitched you don't even understand what i'm talking about but it is the truth anyhow we need to get back into not the jewish stuff the jesus stuff the fulfillment of the Jewish stuff which is back into the inheritance of the first family that's pre-Moses I know Moses brought the law to destroy demons to destroy Balaam to destroy Janes to destroy Jambres to destroy, destroy the invisible snakes that were clinging to his own people that was the purpose of the law of Sinai and they didn't let their snakes go They didn't let the father of lies and what was being brooded in them from demons and fallen angels and watchers and sorcery and lies and all kinds of stuff you can't even imagine going on in the invisible realm reproducing through man's blood. Just like the Bible calls it the hatching of eggs like a snake and adders eggs and scorpions eggs and all the insects of the insectoids of the sins of the fallen angels. And their, their offspring down here that is just the total pollution of human flesh and blood. That was going on in their flesh and in their blood coming out of 400 years in Egypt under the sorcerers of Balaam and Janes and Jambres. Under the sorcerers of the pharaohs and the, the son of Ham. Ham is the father of Egypt. That's what the Bible says. And Ham was the one that mocked Noah and rejected Noah, his own dad's righteousness. And God had to raise up Abram to come up and pass down the generations through Shem. Amen? The sons of Ham are the Egyptians, which is how sorcery still exists to this day because that that bloodline, that genetics, that spiritual wickedness has not been judged by Christians' righteousness yet because we have not ascended high enough from glory to glory, to burn this stuff out of flesh and soul. That's why it's still down here. You remain under governors and tutors until the appointed time of maturity, Paul said, which means you're going to be under Ham, you're going to be under the Canaanites, you're going to be under Caesar, you're going to be under Herod, you're going to be under devils and warlocks and witches of high-ranking demon god power, of second heavens abominations until you grow up in second heavens righteousness that's waiting for you at their posts they ain't coming down to you you have to go up to them Philippians 3 having become the resurrection of the living in spirit and in morality out from among the dead even while in the body it is written which means there has to be an ascension of the inner man the person of the heart into the heavenlies and remain there that's where you get all the angels the holy good watchers that's why you start to encounter michael uriel gabriel all the time because you're at their posts you're at their posts they ain't coming down to you as dirt boys dirt girls you go up to them you meet them what does the bible say the prodigal had to meet the father who is he the father of jesus called the father and his angels the father and his angels every time the reference you read it matthew mark luke and john these are the angels of the father all the angels according to the messiah were the father's angels truth anyhow you go up to them prodigal sons luke 15 halfway which is mid heavens he's given you the holy ghost to ascend he's given you the bible He's given you the ability to be purified and sanctified from the witchcraft of false, charismatic, Jezebel Christianity that's killing you people. You can get it out of your system. You can purify your hearts. You can purify your minds. You can be delivered. You can be healed. You can be restored in the hidden person of the heart. And the justice scales on the outside will be equal through flesh and soul as the person of your spirit the born-again part of you ascends in that temple. Who cares what the unbelievers think around you? Oh, you're still here. They'll, you know, my dad used to say, you're still shit like me, boy. It's like, you don't get it, dad. No, it's the person of the spirit, not the animal. You're still looking at Jesus of Nazareth instead of the angel of the Lord. You're still looking at the Neanderthal Jewish outer part of him, the body that God prepared for him. If you looked at that part, you went to hell. Because you're his equal, because you're a Jew like him. But if you looked at his heart, you're John's beloved, you've you gone into his spirit. Now you're with God, the creator, the angel of the Lord, on the inside of that Neanderthal Jewish-looking body. You unrighteous judges. <laughs> if you're not seeing your brother and sister's spirit, you've never even met them before. Most of you don't even know me. You're just like weird guy dressed dresses kind of funky has a weird show on the internet vice documentary oh yeah weird guy in Minneapolis they can't know a person in the spirit unless they're born a spirit which means that's what brothers and sisters are they're in the spirit you know each other What's the Bible say I forbid you to know anyone after the flesh which is false knowing people these fools come around and know some of us after the flesh and instead of the spirit What's the betrayal rate? One hundred percent betrayal rate. Because you've never known us. You came out from among us, but you were never of us because we are of the hidden person of the heart. We are circumcised of heart. We live out of the spirit, the divine part of us, 24-7, 365, and we never leave the spirit because to leave the spirit is to practice sin. That's what sin is. To leave your born-again spirit and to not live as a born-again new creature in Christ is to go back into sin after you're born again. It's called Galatians 3.1. Having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh. It is written. Now we're going to go back to the spirit. Repent, return to your spirit, and serve God with your whole spirit. Be under authority. And when you're under authority, things will start to break off you. Start to get delivered. Get the puke bucket. Get the puke bucket right next to your TV or your cell phone, keep one in your car, you're gonna start throwing up your demons, your curses, your sins, your sickness, your disease, Jezebel and all of her sorceries, which is all false charismatic, false prophetic garbage out here under the sun, and it's everywhere, and you're all tainted by it, even especially the ones that you think you're clean, that tune in and you're like, oh yeah, not me, I'm free from Jezebel. You're the most clueless people in the Charismatic Church. You're the most lost people in the world. You don't, you don't even have a clue. You will have to go through the Sheep Gate even if you were the senior intercessor of Bethel Church Redding, in California. Go back down through the Sheep Gate, the Adam Gate, in the earth, the cross, and come up through the Sheep Gate and ascend there. And if you already are, we're going to send you back through and test you seven times just to make sure. Because I know you're wrong. Because those churches don't have it. They don't understand it. They don't know the ancient path. They know the scriptures about it. But they've never walked in it. We're going to teach them how to walk in it. And I expect Chris Vallotton to be sending me an invitation to speak at Reading. Bethel, Amen? I'm watching you like Michael and Gabriel and Uriel and Fanuel. Because I expect repentance from the charismatic churches and I believe they will repent I believe they will go higher I believe their wisdom will go into great wisdom as the sons of God accurately teach righteousness with Moses' humility where we've had it with mixture is because we don't have perfected humility above the sun you get perfected humility where the people down there that are just at their charismatic levels on the mountain they can point and pick out pride very well with specks and planks in their eyes you know what I mean be like man this dude has issues he's he's not perfect above the sun there's no issues this dude's perfect and they're gonna start to see perfection and be like holy crap this is the ancient path and it's being taught clearly now in the humility of the lamb of god as the bride of the lamb and the teaching and the understanding will be so crystal clear and sparkling there won't be contradiction there won't be resistance there will be acceptance And the ones that don't accept it will just go right down into the Dead Sea. Because now they've saw the path of Enoch, they've saw the conquering of death, and they've rejected it. Well, they're just removed as the bride of Satan anyhow. And will rejoice over the destruction of the wicked like the apostles in the book of Acts. Amen. Hallelujah. Your church just got cut down in half. Half your church just got eaten up into the abyss of fire. And then we have a huge Christmas party afterwards. And the whole church will start to glow because now you're the church of the firstborn in heaven without the mixture of the wicked in your midst. So the foundations of your church and your Christianity are not out of order, not being robbed, killed, stealed, and destroyed by the false brethren. The goats, the tares, and the foolish virgins are totally erased for judgment comes first to the house of God. Everyone who invokes the name of Jesus as an act of worship will be severely burned with the heat and the brightness of the sun to be tested to see if they're real in spirit, soul, mind, and flesh, and it's a solar judgment of Jesus Christ, so it's full blown spiritual judgment and natural judgment, both in fire. The elements are reserved for fire, the souls and flesh are reserved for fire, and it will be the greatest thing that ever hit the holy because now it's just great holiness. We've loved holiness, we've loved purity, we've loved God's wisdom, His pure wisdom from above. We've loved all the things of the kingdom of heaven. Now you're going to have like a thousand times more of them at a cellular level where it's easy and light just automatically operating in you, in your soul and flesh. That's what it means to have the morning star actually for overcomers of the world. Conquer Jezebel and what does the Bible say? Revelation 2. I will give you the morning star. Looking at the clock right now because I have steak reservations. 7.30. Okay, just a couple more minutes. God is checking your DNA what's the testing of the father genetics you can name it and claim it Christian speak in tongues Jesus Christ says worker of iniquity your spirit never served me go to hell so the stuff and the junk and the words of knowledge and the prophecies healings and miracles that's not the test that is not the test of the father the test of the father is solar The test of the father is the law of the luminaries of the original design of the first estate of the first families who obeyed God without the Torah. What did they obey? The light of God, the law of God's lights, the father of lights, in whom everything good and perfect comes down from. They obeyed his lights. They walked in his lights, in spirit, in soul, and in flesh. That's what the law of the New Covenant, the law of freedom, is. How much freedom? As much as your soul and flesh want and can obey in the law of the lights of God the Father, which is His name, being written on your foreheads. Those who conquer, I will write my Father's name on their foreheads. What do you think it is? It's the ancient past, people it's the path of Enoch it's Mahalala it's Jared it's Enoch it's the son of God and I'm not talking about in theology I'm talking about equal in the brightness of the sun and the stars and even brighter than the sun and the stars because you will go from glory to glory and have the same out physical physical brightness through your souls and flesh as Jesus Christ otherwise you're not the bride of the Lamb otherwise you're not his equal yoke my bride my equal song of Solomon it is written you must become the exact brightness of all the stars that God named in your souls or your flesh are you rejected to not being wearing of marriage garments you will not be wearing marriage garments You will not be allowed in the marriage supper of the Lamb. You will never be in the angelic sphere. You will never be an overcomer until there is a transfiguration of soul and flesh through Israel, Isaac, Abraham, and before that, remember, there's no Jews. Now it's just the law of the luminaries. Now it's Shem and Noah, and now it's Methuselah, and now it's Enoch. And now it's Jared. And so you can see how the obedience is stricter. And so you don't need do's and don'ts and rules and regulations down here in earth. Now you're practicing the law of the luminaries with all the holy angels in those realms. You see, it's totally different. Now you're at a level of Job. Now you can understand the book of Job perfectly. And he lost all the benefits of obedience to the luminaries. That's why the constellations are in there multiple times and it was handed over to Satan to be tested, what were you going to do if you don't get the benefits of practicing righteousness and the law of the luminaries? Faithful? Satan and his angels didn't believe that he did it because he loved God. They thought he was doing it because of the benefits of ruling the constellations of the heavenlies. Ruling over all the times and the seasons and the harvests of the earth and the benefit of of having dominion over all the elements, molecules, and atoms. They thought that Job is just doing this For the rewards, remember because they're evil angels, they fell because they wanted what God had. They lusted after God's stuff and wanted what God had for their own with no obedience, just like all the goofballs that come into RLM and try to steal from us. Same exact sins, same exact angels, the fallen ones, the reprobates, same spirits, y'all. You deal with it every season of your life until we bring judgment. What's the judgment? Being faithful like Job and getting back into the luminaries and getting the double portion, and getting everything restored sevenfold through 6,000 years and seven weeks of Enoch that have been destroyed because of external sorceries. Now we have external righteousness that redeems the times and restores all things. Acts 3.21, The Lord Jesus Christ remains in the third heaven until we restore all things in the second heaven. (laughs) So you can't do that in carnal Christianity. That's why they just begin to attack us. Your level of charismatic witchcraft don't go high enough to even begin doing those things to have a new heavens. That's why you have to become true disciples of Enoch to even come up here. You have to believe Enoch is scripture as Bible to even come up here. The gate of Enoch, the door of Enoch is the way believing Enoch's scripture, purity, sanctification, embracing your apostles and leaders who have pioneered before you, honoring them and coming under their authority as the head of the body. That is the way of the kingdom of heaven and it will benefit you significantly and you'll never want to sin or dishonor or or kill or commit adultery or slander or be covetous ever again. You'll never even desire any other God besides Jesus Christ. (laughs) so the ten commandments become effortless doing what's right becomes easy and light because now it's just your nature now it's just the essence of your existence now it's your very DNA that's the bride of the lamb having the same exact soul and flesh as Jesus Christ the bride of the lamb what does the bible say my sister my bride my equal song of Solomon it is written that is not just spirit Gnostic heretics that's soul and flesh too which means we're gonna get all the inheritance of Jacob guess what happens then the Bible says when we get the inheritance of Jacob the irrevocable gifts of Jacob that are in the constellations in the 12 stars in the sun in the moon when we get that then Jacob gets engrafted back in Israel we have a harvest of uh, Jewish believers true And that's the sign Apostle Paul says in Romans 11 that it's the end of all time. And the exceedingly great glory of those who've been cut off from the tree now re-engrafted in. They're going to come in. They're going to come in through the sheep gate. They're going to become real believers. You've seen a remnant of Jewish believers. We've had Messianic believers for 2,000 years. But now what does the Bible say? All Israel shall be saved. 100%. Romans 11, it takes... The righteousness and the holiness and the elevation of Enoch in the second heavens to make that happen, to cleanse the gates all the way into the third heaven, into paradise in the garden of righteousness. And when they're cleansed, and when all the judgment has come upon the Satans in the second heavens, then the Jews will start to come back through Jesus Christ. Because right now they're under a curse. Their eyes are blinded, they're cut off from the tree. So that the the Jewish race that runs all civilization will be saved all of them no just like all gentiles no many many will believe they have a a residue in their very dna of moses i've witnessed the jewish people my whole life there's a huge jewish population this house this used to be the main jewish neighborhood north minneapolis until white flight when the gangsters started to move in in the 60s, this was the upper-class Jewish neighborhood where the crack house is now up until the 50s and 60s. This was like the nicest area of Minneapolis. Then they all went down to St. Louis Park. It's called White Flight. This is when the South started to come up to the North. And, uh, you know, American history, it's pretty ugly. It happened. It's real. But we're restoring everything, and we're coming back as a glorious melting pot. Amen gonna heal all nations DNA red and yellow, black and white they are precious in the seven eyes of the Ophanim in the real angels coming as big big orbs big honey wheels with eyes within eyes just sucking everybody into the sweetness of the Lamb of God this Christmas season, Kumbaya (laughs) I'm gonna keep this background all the way to our last broadcast which will be Christmas Eve on the 24th and then we're doing our two-week winter break be back two weeks from that but this is a glorious time of Hanukkah right now it's a festival of lights it's a fulfilled prophetic time of an increase of light a lot of you are experiencing that you don't have an explanation for it but it's the festival of lights it's the celebration of the conception of Jesus Jesus was conceived at Hanukkah but he was born on Yom Kippur So this is the time of the conceiving of the of the seed of the righteous light of God the Father his word in your spirit his word in your soul his word in your mind his word in your flesh and the word being made flesh for all the inheritance of Jacob to be added unto you now the Israel of God and the awesome ancestry of Isaac Abraham Shem and Noah and the first family of the Garden of Eden. And learning their ways. And walking in the ancient paths. And making it easier and easier with less of your brain and witchcraft junk trying to add onto it. Just believing in your spirit, watching it work through your heart and mind. Uh-huh. What's the effort? Faith believe in all this wild stuff that I taught you tonight, if you believe what I've taught you tonight, it'll begin working in your spirit, because it's the Word of God. If you just put it in your brain, you don't put it into your fuel self. you don't put it in your fuel tank, you have no gas mileage, you can't drive anywhere. It has to hit the part of you that fuels the rest of you, it has to hit your spirit, unless the seed falls down to the ground and dies, it bears no fruit, which means what's dying? Losing control out of your selfish brains out of your soulish, controlling, witchcraft-filled souls that always have to control everything. Only faith pleases God, which means this word will only work in you if you lose control in your souls and in your brains and give it to the unknown, invisible part of you, your spirit. Then it'll begin to work, and then it gets brighter in that temple. But if you don't practice faith, nothing from any apostle or any prophet or any son of God will ever work for you. Because you're not saved you need faith to be saved so believe the word let it die by passing through your your mind and your senses your ears and your eyes let it go down through your heart let it cut your hearts and let it be deposited directly into your spirit and let it bear forth 30 fold 60 fold and a hundred fruit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Support this ministry. Pioneer with us. Ask your holy angels. Kick the demons out of you and ask the holy angels what you are to support red letter ministries with financially the natural realm the soul realm the flesh realm is ruled by money if you don't give your money to god god will never be your lord or king in the natural realm financial support is choosing the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness to be your government to be your lord To be your king in the natural realm, it requires natural financial obedience 100% of the time. Amen.
1: When you give When you give
0: It's like one of those special Marvel movies at the end credits where they just come in and be like, Oh, we're, we're still going. There's still some more. I want you guys to hear this. We got a Christmas letter from Anna Roundtree today. I'm going to put the CD on for you guys so you can listen to Anna Roundtree. This is her, her voice, and this Christmas CD that she sent out. We just got so whacked on it before uh, Joel's bar tonight that I thought this would be one of the best ways to bless you guys tonight. So go ahead and enjoy this.
2: CHAPTER 11 THE FATHER'S LAP Beautiful children, God the Father said, now rest. Those who had been dancing broke formation and began talking among themselves in small groups. The warmth of their fellowship was as children around an open fire in the presence of a loving Father. Epigelius leaned over and spoke to me. Now watch, he said, the children's offering. An angel began to play a simple melody on a recorder as hundreds of children came before the throne. Angels and the redeemed carried the very young in their arms. They led other children by their hands. The children took small bouquets of flowers to Jesus And to the Father. Jesus kissed each child, and both he and the Father talked with them. Huge hands of light came out from the throne area as the father received the flowers. He touched every child and blessed each one. Thank you, the father said to each child, calling each one of them by name. Epigelius continued to me privately. These are the ones who died young. Instantly, I knew that some of the children had died through miscarriage and some had been aborted. How I knew this, I do not know. Epigelius continued. They are raised to maturity here. Both angels and their own brethren, the redeemed, are their tutors. I looked from the children to search Abigailius' face. He saw my perplexity. Anna, many of the mysteries of our God are unfolding now. For some, the book of understanding is opened. He looked back at the children. Our God can speak to the spirit of a child from conception. Its spirit can respond from the beginning of life in the womb. I too looked back at the children. I suddenly realized that John the Baptist had responded to the Spirit of the Lord from the womb. If the Holy Spirit can search the mind of God Himself, as the Word says, of course the Spirit can communicate with the child's spirit, even before birth. The children who had been aborted presented small branches of as a way of showing the Father that they had forgiven those responsible for their deaths and also asking Him to forgive them as well. As I watched, the magnitude of the fairness of our God overwhelmed me. He had given each child the opportunity to come to Christ and all who had chosen Him we're here. Epigelia spoke. None are lost from the hand of Jesus, Anna, none. Song of the Seraphim. As the children began to leave, the Seraphim sang. at the intense light of the father my eyes had become more accustomed to the brilliance i suppose for as the children began to clear the throne area i could see more of the throne itself the throne beneath the armrest of the throne on either side were two very large cherubim they were looking out at me through the blazing light Each cherub seems to be a composite of the four creatures represented in the living creatures. Each had the face of a man, the wings of an eagle, and one portion of each body was that of a lion and the other part that of an ox. They guarded either side of the throne of God. They were exquisite and so impregnated with light that they were like lightning, with a pale lavender light defining their shape. The throne on which the Father was sitting was bejeweled with intangibles, righteousness, justice, holiness, mercy, and other virtues. The Priceless Above Epigelius spoke as he saw me gazing more intently into the light surrounding the throne. It is the things that are not that are in heaven, Anna. I felt that he meant the things that are not tangible. Epigelius continued, The priceless is uncreated. These the enemy wants, for their value is beyond gold. He will give mere gold and silver for them, but it is not a fair exchange. Wisdom, prudence, joy, peace truthfulness, faithfulness these adorn the thrones of the almighty one mere jewels cannot compare the streets here are gold but faith is a jewel beyond compare, mercy a commodity more precious than diamonds I looked into the awesome light of our God Daddy I whispered again the Father. Within the resplendent light, part of my father's form could be seen. I could see what appeared to be his feet and that which looked like a garment falling in drapes to the sea of glass. Flashes of lightning were in this garment. Within the searing light, I could see something of his hands and the loose sleeves covering his arms. Above his waist, the light emanating from him was so blinding in its intensity, purity, and holiness that I could see no further. As Jesus was handing the last baby back to an angel who would carry it from the throne room, my father spoke to me. Anna, my child, he said. Jesus turned to smile at me. Epigelius gestured for me to move forward, closer to the throne, standing before the Father. I did so, rubber-legged, moving nearer to that all-consuming light. After I got to the area where the children had been, I dropped to my knees and bowed my face to the sea of glass. Jesus stepped over to me and helped me to rise, strengthening me as he did so. My sister is here to see you, Father. As I rose to my feet, the Father's arms of light came out from all that splendor and picked me up, lifting me high into the air. The action seemed as natural as a father picking up his child our father's lap. He set me on his lap. I was so overwhelmed with love and gratitude and relief that without thinking, I held up my arms and buried my face into the light. The response was like that of a child who would bury its face in its parents' clothing. Daddy, I said, Sensing peace, unbelievable peace. You are precious to me, Anna. I love you, Daddy. And I love you, Anna, he said, drawing me closer. As we sat there, enjoying one another, he began to address my innermost thoughts. Hope. He said, Those who are called to draw near to me will share in my peace, but only those who have hope have peace, continual peace. If hope is gone, the soul is tossed to and fro, seeking safe harbor. Anna, I want my children's eyes set on me, hoping in me, not looking at the passing panorama of earthly events being played out before them. I want them to look beyond, to look up, to see at last the distant shore to which they are sailing, filling their hearts and minds, their eyes and ears with me. This will bring the hope that gives peace. I sat up, and looked into the greater light of the area that would be his face, if I could have seen it, deeper into God. My father continued, if they delight in me, Anna, their desires will carry them deeper into me. Then as they are drawn into me, so will they leave the Earth's orbit in greater and greater degrees. Soon, Like gravity, the pull from my realm, the desire for me to know me and to experience the eternal while in the temporal, will become so strong that they will be set free from Earth's orbit and will be drawn more and more swiftly into mine. I do not wish to dwell in a dark cloud any longer. I want my children to know their father. I want them to see me and hear me, for I am a loving God to them, Anna, and I care for every breath they take. Truth, who is my Son, came into the world. Many have seen and walked out of the prison doors, but my Son came to reveal me. Now that revelation will become present reality. The unfolding, the accomplishment of that earthly mission, which began with the unveiling of my son, will reach a present clarity unaccomplished before. Vision of Troubled Waters I saw a hand moving back and forth in a pool of water, disturbing any clear reflection from being seen. As the waters of mankind become more and more troubled, my father said, the spiritual pool will become clearer. Then I saw a hand held over a clear pool and reflected perfectly within the water. My children will know me. Will you help me, Anna? Offered a responsibility. If you need me, Daddy, I said.
0: I have raised
2: you up in this hour to see into the heavenly realm, to fly in the rarefied air with the white eagle, to rest in the eagle's nest and to taste of the delights that are to come by eating from my hand so that you may eat and others digest what you have eaten. giving them hope, by allowing them to see and experience through your eyes and experiences. I will say through you, hope. For I am doing a new thing in these days. All who hunger and thirst for me will eat and drink. You will be my chancellor. Like of the Exchequer? I blurted out before I knew it for I'd only heard the term mentioned in these days on the British Broadcasting Corporation. No, my father laughed. My secretary. Oh, I said relieved, for I thought I might be able to handle a secretarial assignment. With the Lord's help, I quickly added to myself. Letters from Home. My father continued. You will tell of what you have seen and heard. You will reveal my heart and give hope by revealing home to others. Your words will be like letters from home to those in the field. When a soldier is on the battlefield, a letter from home telling of the people and the places of home gives a soldier great hope. He keeps going because he longs for home and realizes that he is greatly loved. Hope, Anna, is a gift to mankind. Without hope, they languish. Why have you chosen me, Daddy? Because you are simple, Anna, and no little. Before the foundations of the world I called you, not because you are wise or intelligent, but because I delight in you. My son delights in you. The Holy Spirit delights in you and I have brought you to myself this day to ask for your help. Yes, of course I will help you, I said, but Daddy, please help me to refrain from sinning against you. I want to represent you truly. Please keep me pure so that I might not defile this gift Of the trust that you have placed in me, only in him. I continued listening to my father speak to me. In him, Anna, in my son, I trust only in him. It is his life, his ministry, and the work of the Holy Spirit through you. My dear child, you are completely untrustworthy. As the life of my son increases within you, it appears that you are more trustworthy, but actually it is only him. It always will remain only him. He paused briefly before continuing. Now, Anna, you must give yourself time to be with me. Chancellors must grow in their duties and anointing and authority. My child, my heart is turned toward the children. Show them, my heart, that they may turn toward me. He picked me up from his lap and placed me before him on the sea of glass, as he said, now stand before me. The awesome convocation within the throne room, something tremendous seemed to be happening from all directions. There was a great gathering of angels converging upon the throne area. Some that were flying had wings, some did not. There seemed to be myriads and myriads of angels aloft within the throne room, and those within the radiance joined them. A ripple of sound began near the throne and moved out through the angelic ranks. As the tone increased, singing began until it reached a crescendo at the outer edges of the heavenly host who was in flight. It was as though whatever originated near the throne passed through the others, allowing the singing to swell and be released outward. The sound was
1: exhilarating. Praise you beyond. is you be home.
2: Number began blowing trumpets. The sound was awesome, electrifying, glorious. As the trumpet sounded, everyone present began to proclaim fervently. been a part of anything so powerful it took my breath away at the end of the proclamation the elders threw down their crowns and fell on their faces before the throne and so did the four living creatures and all the redeemed and angels who were on the sea of glass within the throne room I too fell on my face before God but who could stand the angels aloft held their places at attention then one lone shofar blew. It seemed that the sound echoed throughout heaven. As the sound died away, fire and peals of thunder and lightning began to belch from the throne. God Almighty spoke. Stand to your feet, Anna. I stood but I was trembling, everyone else stood also.